Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Good morning. My name is John Glennie. I've been a, a connected to Hillhurst United Church for about seven years. And uh, it's been a real honor to be associated with such a, a welcoming and an, an active congregation. And it's an honor to um, have been asked to help with the service today. Welcome to December the 26th, as we continue to celebrate the Feast of Christmas and the birthday of Jesus. A line from John's Gospel in chapter 1, we've heard, in the beginning was the Word, and a few verses later we have this, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The birth of Jesus. This is the Sunday in what has been described as a very tumultuous and seemingly a very long year. In 1859, Charles Dickens began his novel, A Tale of Two Cities, with this memorable sentence. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. Certainly many positive things have happened in 2021, but I think the worst of times and the foolishness seem to have gained the upper hand. A recent opinion piece in the Calgary Herald put it like this. The world has ended up in a complete mess where civility and sensible politics have been banished from the public sphere and rage and stupidity reign supreme. Rage and stupidity. Remember back on January the 6th when the mob of several thousand stormed the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, hoping to overthrow the election results. They smashed in, fought with the police, and actually demanded to hang the vice president of the United States. The post-truth era was on the march. COVID-19 continued to bombard and test us with alarming numbers of infections and deaths. Over 3,000 deaths in Alberta and 30,000 in Canada and over 5 million worldwide. And it brought forth demonstrations where people threatened medical staff and politicians and championed the freedom to be unvaccinated. In the summer, we learned of the unmarked graves of hundreds of Indigenous children who had died at residential schools. Around the world, we felt the rise of authoritarian governments, especially in major countries like India, Russia, and China. Hostilities continued in various other hotspots as well. In Afghanistan, the Taliban regained control and threatened the human rights that had been gained over the last 20 years. In Glasgow, the COP26 climate conference agonized over saving the planet from future disasters. While we were shocked at the heat, fires, and floods that devastated parts of BC and the Maritimes and other parts of the world. 
Here are some of the troubling words that we heard too often in 2021. Misinformation, disinformation, post-truth, harassment, abuse, white supremacy, conspiracy theories, magical thinking, and online hate. There was an article in the uh, Calgary Herald a few months ago with a large headline, Acts of Hatred, and it referred to attacks on Muslim women in Edmonton. Acts of Hatred. A pretty, dis pretty discouraging atmosphere. In addition, we recognize that some people felt more personal grief in the last year, perhaps in the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, experiencing a serious illness, or even the death of a loved one. This church honored those feelings in the Blue Christmas service that was held a few days ago here. Well, many people might say that it's been a hard, hard to be hopeful during 2021. A cartoon from the Pearls Before Swine series shows a pig standing behind a table with the word hope on the front of the table. A man stands by the table and says he'll take some. That is hope. The pig hands him a balloon. The man is confused, but then he starts rising up in the air with the balloon. He shouts, what's going on? And the pig says, it takes you to a new world. Where, the man says, and the pig says, somewhere that's not here. Well, perhaps many of us have wished for something like that in the last year. Take us away to somewhere that's not here. Escapism is one response to the kind of year we've had. Another response, a more biblical one, I suggest, is hinted at by this phrase from the poet Mary Oliver. Breathe it all in, love it all out. Breathe it all in and then love it all out. There's no real escape from difficulty. We have to absorb it all, separate truth from lies, put our hearts and minds to work and try to live out the words of Christmas. Can the Christmas season energize us with a vision of kindness, compassion and justice and encourage us to turn the rage and divisiveness into something better? The words of Christmas, hope, peace, joy and love and many more are powerful. The Spiritual Nurture Group on Monday nights at Hillhurst has been talking about activating these forces within us. The famous moment in World War I took place on Christmas Day, 1914, when German and Allied forces stopped fighting. They approached each other over no man's land from their trenches they sang Christmas carols in their own languages. They exchanged food items and trinkets, and they actually took pictures of each other. The meaning and the ritual of Christmas was so powerful that it created a truce between those fighting forces on that day, Christmas Day. Unfortunately, the war became so bitter that this truce was not able to happen again. Can we shine the spotlight of peace on our troubled world? I use the word spotlight because I'm recalling my feelings 
when helping with the Christmas pageant at the church in Ontario, where we, reside, where we resided before coming to Calgary. About 30 years ago, the new minister announced that he would like to have real animals participate inside the church in the traditional Christmas Eve pageant service. Some people were concerned that the new blue carpet at the front of the church and down the aisles might get soiled. Animals have accidents, you know. And others wondered how the animals would get up to the second level where the sanctuary was. There were steps, of course, and an elevator. And when the time came, the animals liked the elevator better than the steps. Plastic sheeting, by the way, was put over the carpet. Spotlights were placed in the balcony to highlight the scene. And instead of 300 people who usually came to the Christmas Eve service, there was a very large church, which held about 650 people. But usually about 300 would attend that service. This year with the living Christmas, with the animals and a real infant child as Jesus, about 700 people showed up, standing room only. This living Christmas has continued in that church every year since it began, except for the last two years because of COVID. In the recent newsletter, one of the staff has a cartoon showing how disappointed the animals are this year. But please notice they're wearing masks. Well, during the pageant, there were the familiar words about Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. While Mary and Joseph would come down the, uh, the center aisle uh, in the church toward the stable, which was up at the front, there was always a real donkey for Mary to ride on. Usually it was difficult for her to get on the donkey. Either it was the donkey's fault or perhaps Mary was reluctant, but they would lead the donkey down with them if she didn't ride on it. The innkeeper and his wife had their no vacancy sign up at the front. And so they would point over to the stable where Mary and Joseph would go. Someone from the side would bring in the infant, their own child of the people playing Mary and Joseph. And then they would bring in their young baby or infant and give it to them. And they would take it to the manger and sit there and hold it or put it in the manger. A real in the flesh Jesus, if you like. No doll here. The shepherds came down several aisles with their real sheep and their real goats. As we sang, while well, shepherds watched their flocks. Finally, the three wise men or kings walked proudly forward with bright costumes and the spotlight shining off their crowns. They presented their gifts at the manger at the front and to the words, guide us to thy perfect light. Usually at the conclusion, we sang joy to the world. Let every heart prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room and demonstrate the wonders of his love. Everyone was then invited to come forward to get close to the animals and the baby. 
The spotlights remained on the manger scene as the people milled about, shook hands and hugged friends and greeted others who were home for Christmas. For several years, I operated one of the spotlights. And I remember how a very bright circle of light was created around the manger scene at the end when the crowd was there. The spotlight held Mary and Joseph and their infant child, as well as the animals and the people gathered around in a powerful circle of brightness. I have here a very weak imitation of a spotlight, but I'm just going to hold it up and turn it on so you get the idea of a spotlight shining down on that manger scene. Of course, it was a hundred times more powerful than this. But I want to call this the spotlight of love, if you like, or the spotlight of kindness. There was connection and sharing at the front of the church that night with the spotlight shining on that circle of creation where we have the animals and the people and Mary and Joseph and the baby. And sometimes I neglected to say a bit earlier, the donkey would hee-haw during some of the carol singing, which always brought laughter from the people in attendance. Hillhurst, a few weeks ago, had a living Christmas service, if you like, uh, outside of the church because of COVID, of course, it was held outside on December the 11th in the evening. And there was a donkey and two sheep and a manger scene, and um, gifts were accepted for the Calgary Food Bank that night at our church at Hillhurst here. And uh, the luminaries, as they are called, or candles inside bags were spread along the streets leading out from the church. And uh, I happened to come by that night and there were hundreds and hundreds of these lights, which create a wonderful impression of the light kind of going out from the church and from the nativity leading out toward the city and the people around here. Very powerful scene. When we shine a light on Jesus, a spotlight or even a candle, it's always reflected, and I'm shining it out here now, it's always reflected back to us. Jesus doesn't want the spotlight on him. He wants it back on us for us to do something with it. We're asked to let that light shine into our hearts to be reborn, as it says, or to find our truest, deepest selves so that we can redirect that light to the wounded and suffering places around us. So first we have the in-reach, if you like, of that light coming into us and into our very heart. And then we have outreach to perform as we reach out. Can we open our eyes and pay attention so that we spot Jesus' presence in everything around us. I have mentioned kindness several times. I hope we can activate kindness in 2021. And I mean kindness with justice, not an easy, soft kindness, but a tough, demanding kind of kindness. If we remove the D from the word kind, we are left with kin, a reminder that we are kin with all creation, and we need to treat 
all our relations with care and respect. This is December the 26th, sometimes known as Boxing Day. I just want, just want to hold this box up to say a word about the history of Boxing Day, and it is connected to our theme of reaching out and displaying kindness. In the Middle Ages, churches in Europe had boxes within them to collect donations during the Advent season. They were called alms boxes, alms meaning gifts for the poor. And so these boxes would be in the various churches around Europe. People would put donations in them, and on Boxing Day, or at least on December the 26th, they would, the contents would be distributed to the poor. And so the boxes were removed from the churches and taken out into the community. That was a kind of kindness uh, that was appropriate at that time, hundreds of years ago. And so today, December the 26th, became known as Boxing Day. We do a lot of shopping on December the 26th, and so perhaps we associate Boxing Day with bringing boxes home from the stores or having boxes delivered at our front door that have gifts or items that we want for our use. But I would ask you to keep in mind Boxing Day also might mean that you put some items of kindness or thoughts of kindness into your metaphorical box, wherever that might be, and hope that sometime in the next year, we can distribute some acts of kindness to the places in the world that need it. So in conclusion, I want to mention three examples of kindness or of good things that happened in 2021 to end on an optimistic note. Maybe we could send a message of thanks to any healthcare workers that we know for their ultimate kindness, compassion, and skill and endurance in helping to save lives during the pandemic. The Nobel Peace Prize this year, last year was won by two journalists, Maria Ressa from the Philippines and Dmitry Muratov from Russia, who have risked their lives to try to publish the truth about the events in their countries when many other of their fellow journalists have been killed. And we know that journalists around the world are under threat. Revealing the truth about what's happening in your own country is a form of kindness. Finally, on your behalf, and I can do this because I'm not on the staff at this church, so I'm speaking on behalf of all of us who are associated with Hillhurst, I would like to extend a sincere thank you to the staff at this church for working so diligently to provide activities and programs that are engaging and challenging and inspiring and that embody the values of Hillhurst United Church. And they have done most of that online, as you know, because of the restrictions. We wish them a very well-deserved holiday. So as we approach the end of this year and look ahead to 2022, may we try to take a spotlight of kindness and show it out to our world 
as we breathe it all in and love it all out. May it be so. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.